Hi, everyone, and welcome to the News Agent Podcast. I'm Susie Lysett, Content Executive at Goodlord. In today's episode, we're going to delve into the topic of the evolving role of letting agents and their obvious importance to landlords. Um, obviously, that's quite a broad topic, but I'm joined today by Jerry, her director at Hersh Estates, who will be sharing her expertise on what landlords are looking for. Uh, we'll touch a bit on legislation, the professionalization of the industry, uh, what bits uh, you could try to do to keep your landlords interested in your agency amongst other topics so welcome to the podcast Jerry. Oh thank you Susie and uh, thank you so much for inviting me I look forward to um, looking forward to chatting to you. I know, me with you as well. Um, so I, I know that Hersh Estates, obviously, um, from from my understanding, you're an independent agency. Uh, you're based in Croydon, I believe. Uh, but perhaps just to kick us off, if you could tell us a bit about, about your agency. Okay, so um, Hersh Estates was formed um, just over a year ago. And we've been really quite lucky in that um, we've been fortunate enough to build a reasonable portfolio quite quickly. Um, I think some of the reasons I'd put this down to would be um, an awful lot of planning before starting the business. Um, experience, obviously, there's myself um, and my co-director, Rafael. So he's um, previously worked for a corporate letting agency. He was in the business for around 10 years. Um, we both worked for independent, an independent local agent as well, which is how we met four and a half years ago. And I think, you know, um, we've had incredible support from those that know us and that are already in the industry. It's great. You obviously have that wealth of experience to bring to the table and that support. It sounds like a very good combination to me. <laughs> Um, well, then, um, obviously, then, hopefully, this will be a very interesting conversation. Um, so let's get stuck into the evolving role of letting agents. I'll start with a pretty open question, and then we can perhaps look at some of the uh, aspects in more detail. But what, what do you think are the top things that landlords are looking for in, in their agents? Well, I think it goes without saying, uh, trust is a huge, huge um, area um, and transparency. Um, but of course, if it's a new landlord and they don't know you, then that can only truly be established over a course of, over the course of time. So I think if I were a landlord, I'd uh, be looking for a high level of professionalism. I need I need to be sure that my investment was being managed in my best interests. Um, I think one of the other things I'd be looking for is for an agent that's a member of a professional body, such as Property Mark. I just think knowing um, members are expected to comply with the code would definitely give me that extra bit of reassurance. I'd probably think I'd check things like how responsive an agent was, how they marketed a property. Um, I think another good test would be obviously local knowledge. Those certainly seem like some of the top things that uh, that uh, landlords should be looking for or in an agent. Um, well, I mean, touching on some of those, then obviously this idea of uh, professionalism um, within the within the field is obviously something which you hold quite uh, quite close to your heart. Um, now, I know that obviously we're looking um, on the horizon. We've got the regulation of property agents uh, and that that side of things. Um, I mean, what more could you say about the professionalization and perhaps regulation of property? agents how, how important do you think that that is for landlords well, I think it's really important um, as we all know you know the industry isn't regulated um, and I think that regulating the industry um, can only be positive um, for landlords as well as agents 
Um, and perhaps then as, as a relatively uh, new agency, uh, agency um, you know, is that something that, you know, you, you're looking at um, focusing on yourselves and developing yourselves as, as you grow and uh, communicating that to landlords? I mean, how, how, do you, how do you go about sort of sharing the level of professionalism that you, that you have with, at your agency with your landlords? Um, well, I think it's really important. We, I mean, we make sure that we have regular contact with our landlords. I think um, communication is absolute key. Um, so I think it's just a quick question of touching base with them, having conversations, regular conversations with them, particularly if there's any changes in legislation that we see coming up. Um, and I think, you know, we do also have overseas landlords that might not necessarily be in touch with what's happening in the UK because they're busy focusing on their own businesses so they rely on us to be that information, give, feed them back that information. Obviously, this idea of, um, well, legislation, it's, it's always a big topic um, to, to touch on. How would you say that you yourselves as agents keep on top of the latest legislation? You know, what, how do you uh, make sure that you're always at the forefront so you can communicate that to your, your landlords? Good question. Um, well, there's an awful lot of training courses available, which, you know, we try to attend regularly. Um, there's also um, a host of uh, free live and recorded webinars that are really informative. We often um, look to Good Lord, actually, um, who runs some brilliant sessions and Right Move um, also provide those. They're another. And obviously, the past year has seen a fair fair amount of legislation. I mean, there's always there's always new legislation in the lettings field uh, popping up. But are there any key pieces of legislation that you have been keeping your eye on, or that you're looking forward to in the in the future that you uh, that you think will have a pretty big impact on landlords? Good question. Um, I'd say that legislation in the letting sector has probably been the most um, biggest challenge of all. It brings huge responsibilities uh, with it. And, you know, it just demonstrates that managing a property doesn't just start and end with finding suitable tenants who consistently pay the rent. Um, It's much, much bigger than that. I think, you know, with all the um, frequent changes in law, you know, there are far reaching consequences consequences if landlords and agents don't comply yeah so I just think it's it's really vital for us to keep on top of that and communicate that with our landlords um, to to protect them and tenants it is a very good point I mean from both sides you know it is uh, landlords and tenants as well just making sure that you you can uh, uh, you have that uh, information from for, for all of your different uh, areas of clientele I can think of a good example actually um, I, yeah sorry I, I kind of skipped that but um, and I know regulation isn't necessarily always popular um, with some but I think health and stand, health and safety standards would be a really good example there was the introduction of electrical installations. Um, where in properties they have to be inspected every or at least every five years by a qualified and competent person, which I think goes back to, you know, making sure that obviously the tenants are safe, but the, the landlords as well, you know, it's protecting them as well. I just don't think there was enough accountability previously. So I think that can only serve to improve things. No, it's true. I think that, that is a key word, accountability, when you're looking at uh, when you're looking at whether it's you know, regulation, legislation, all of this that's coming in, it's you know to help protect tenants, but it is also there to protect landlords as well and just make everybody work together in, in the best possible way, really. I know that there is also the argument, the side of things where um, 
where because of the huge amount of legislation, some landlords are perhaps a bit uh, less enthusiastic about mm-hmm. being landlords. How do you advise your landlords who might be a bit intimidated by the amount of legislation and regulation that's, that's in the market? Oh, yeah, I understand. Um, oh, I mean, I think there have been some landlords that have obviously clearly um, struggled with lots of changes, um, less tax breaks. There's been oh, rent arrears. And I think, you know, unfortunately for some of those landlords, it's forced them into a position where they've had to sell. But my advice would be just, you know, if you can weather the storm, stick with it, because I think there's always going to be a demand for rental property. I think that especially at the moment, I know that from our data, we're seeing that the, there is a lot of demand from tenants. Um, it is quite high at the moment. So it's it's uh, it's true that it's, uh, it's a bit of a long term game, but uh, does seem to be a good one to, to, st- to stick at. Um, I think I, I think in terms of legislation, I mean, I do think that landlords have had it particularly hard. I mean, and I, I can think of a piece of legislation that I feel quite negative about personally, which was the tenant fee ban. And I think I know that the aim was to improve transparency and provide a better deal for tenants. But I just think the decision was unbalanced and it's left both landlords and agents to absorb the costs. I think that's been a tough one. Um, You know, landlords already have additional financial burdens to the point where, as I've said, they're exiting the market. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's been it's been difficult for them. Uh, I think, in my view, it would have been more reasonable to cap a fee across the board, which would have um, meant a more even playing field. No, I suppose that that's a um, fair point that you're making. I mean, do you find that the fact that this legislation, this regulation, is growing, such as the tenant fees ban and so on? Do you think that it's made landlords look to agents more? Do you think that they're now, um, you know, leaning on on agents more and looking more for that support? Um, oh, I think oh, that's that's a good question too, because I think actually yes and no. Uh, yes, I think um, for those landlords that don't necessarily have the time to be keeping up with legislation and they value the importance of it, they do look to us um, to support them in that area. I also think there are some landlords that, uh, because of all the financial burdens, one of the things they think they don't need potentially is a letting agent and that they can do it on their own. And actually, I think economically, in the long run, it might not be the best decision. True, there are always those two sides to to the story. You know, there will always be people of of, uh, those differing opinions, I suppose. We'll be right back after this message. Are you always worrying about compliance at your agency and just want it off your plate? Well, that's one of the things Good Lord's here to help you with. From sending the how to rent guide and attaching property certificates to taking the right deposit amounts and sending prescribed information, we'll help you take care of lettings compliance all in one place. Head to goodlord.co to check compliance off your to-do list. Good Lord, it's just that good. And perhaps to come back to you, you touched on before that you have quite a few overseas um, landlords. Sure. Um, I I just wondered really how, because presumably you have domestic landlords as well, you know, ones based in the UK. So how how do you, does your approach differ for for these two sort of customer uh, bases? Uh, Well, I think firstly, and um, most importantly at the moment, I think for our overseas landlords, um, they have got less physical control. 
um, than our UK-based landlords, especially with all the travel restrictions that have been in place. So I think, again, you know, they're relying heavily on us to ensure that, you know, their investment is being looked after safely. Um, I think that um, there's obviously also the tax implications to consider. Um, so as we all know, if you're a landlord residing outside the UK um, for more than six months, you're considered an overseas landlord. Um, so we're always very clear from the start on how the non-resident landlord scheme operates um, and what our statutory duties as an agent are. I think, yeah, obviously communication, ultimately, you know, communication is key, particularly if you're working with um, with those in different time zones. That's a very good point. I mean, communication, like you say, it is always key with wherever you're based. But uh, yeah, navigating different time zones and so on and uh, making sure that everything runs smoothly around that must be uh, must be uh, you must need to be very organised to do so. <laughs> we try. We try. Uh, I just think I just want to touch on, I think, another key area is obviously tax in itself, which we can't advise on. But we do have expert tax advice available to to support landlords if they need it. That is true. I mean, it must be, uh, I mean, do you think that has has Brexit, um, you know, has this yet had an impact that you've seen, you know, whether it is around the tax side, whether it is around, uh, you know, any other aspects of working with uh, with landlords overseas or, or has the pandemic sort of overshadowed any potential uh, changes that that may, that that may have? Uh, have uh, oh, I think the pandemic's overshadowed it for us. But I do think there's, I think with Brexit, I can't really say there's a shortage of tenants because there isn't a shortage of tenants. But, um, yeah, I think probably the the pandemic's overshadowed that for us anyway. Um, But in terms of the actual property management, there's no difference. You know, we'd look after properties of overseas landlords in the same way that we would um, with our UK landlords. If I may ask, I mean, to talk about the fact then that the pandemic has has you know overshadowed things a lot recently in any industry I suppose not just lettings um but was there anything that you did differently that you perhaps weren't anticipating doing in order to support your landlords you've already touched on the fact that communication that's obviously always key and just making sure that you're in contact with your landlords and so on but were there other any other aspects that you um that you didn't anticipate having to do in order to support your landlords Communication. I mean, I remember um, obviously March last year, uh, the hours we put in um, because there were a lot of people, obviously lots of tenants panicking, worried about their jobs, um, which, you know, obviously in turn is going to impact on landlords. So, again, you know, I just think it was that communication. I think some tenants um, were in a genuine position where they were struggling. So it was about communicating with landlords um, about um, perhaps reducing the rent for a period, offering them a payment plan. And again, just, you know, making it as comfortable as possible for landlords and tenants. Yeah, as you you say, it it is uh, something that had to be communicated to tenants as well as landlords. I mean, I know that you, you mentioned before that you do use rent protection to support landlords I mean is that something that you've seen increasing in I use the word popularity increasing in necessity perhaps increasing in um, in importance over the past you know yeah I I mean I can think of probably out of all our landlords very few that have taken it up now um, with us um, it's, it's good to know that a product is there. Yeah, Should and I think, I mean, we haven't had to use it, fortunately, um, as in uh, implement implement, uh, implement the uh, process. Um, but I think it's just uh, reassuring for landlords knowing it's there and their investment is protected. 
regardless of their position. Yeah, no, that's that's true. It's uh, it's that peace of mind, I suppose, that it, it would yes. tend to give. But uh, yeah, um, and obviously throughout all of this, you know, you're, you're there, you're you're supporting agents, you're you're making sure you're up to date on legislation, and obviously mm-hmm. you're demonstrating your professionalism to them. I mean, is is there anything else that you do in order to keep um, to keep your current landlords, um, you know, sort of interested in your agency to attract new landlords to your agency? Um, are, are there any other sort of initiatives that you have within that within that area? Yeah, I think there's, there, there's. I mean, myself and Rafael uh, are constantly, we've all constantly got our heads together um, to think about, you know, how we can um, help landlords, particularly at a time um, like we're in at the moment. Um, so. I mean, we often send out newsletters. That's one of the things we do. Um, we are currently offering landlords uh, a two-month free uh, management period. Uh, so nothing dynamic or new, but um, I just we just get the feeling that, you know, every little helps. We do write blogs. Yes, we write blogs. So we try and um, keep them update with all the changes that are happening. I mean, I suppose it just all ties in with your the fact that you do communicate so well with with your uh, landlords, with your tenants as well. It's uh, just making sure that you have different sources of information for them to be able to dip into and uh, keep them up to date. Right, we've we've got one other um, product actually that um, is new for us, which we've recently launched um, called the Rent and Advance Option, abbreviated to Arrow. So this is basically a model where landlords are paid a year's rent in advance, although the rent is still collected monthly from their tenants. So practically speaking, it's similar to our conventional fully managed service. But I just think from a landlord's perspective, they seem to be faced with ever increasing taxes um, and rules. So we just felt that, you know, it was Arrow was um, potentially a really useful product for them. Essentially, they can take cash quickly, apply it to their assets and increase capital as opposed to waiting one or two, two years. That's it's a really interesting concept. That I mean, is that something for new landlords? Is that something? So I think I may have spotted that out on social media, your social yes. media. So is that yes. is that something to, you know, sort of a strategy, as it were, to attract new landlords and show how supportive yeah. you are in that in that area? Yeah, I think partly. Um, but also, I just think um, for us. It gives landlords that flexibility and choice. We've already, already spoken to some of our existing landlords who like the idea, but um, you know their, their, their position is such that they're happy just to continue receiving their rent monthly. But for us, at least, you know the options there. Both at the moment, especially with you know the furlough scheme ending and things like that, we don't really know what to, what that's the future it. will look like. So it's it's nice to that's have that it. bit of stability and security. So it's uh, no, that's a really interesting concept. Well, I mean, looking to the future, I know that I just said it's very difficult to predict uh, what's going to happen. So, uh, um, but I, I'll ask the question anyway. Um, you know, obviously everything that we've discussed so far points to the fact that agents uh, they do continue to be important. Um, you know, whether some landlords will see it as uh, see increased importance in in agents. Some may think that actually with the legislation, the prices are increasing perhaps for themselves. They'll uh, perhaps take on more themselves. But what, what do you think about how this will evolve looking to the future? You know, do you think that agents will continue to increase in importance? Do you think that their role will change in some other way? Well, I think, of course, agents are always going to play an important role. 
I think technology and service is probably the future uh, for agents. You know, going back to many years ago, you know, those systems that um, have previously been in place and worked for years are no longer working as effectively. That's true. I do think um, everything does seem to be speeding up quite a bit in terms of the technology side. I know I'm perhaps a little bit biased being working for a prop tech organisation, but, uh, but but it does seem to be heading that way, especially with, uh, you know, remote working over the past year or so. It's definitely pushed people more towards looking for these slightly more virtual solutions. So uh, it does seem to be a bit of a, an accelerating trend, perhaps we, we could say. I, I yeah. just think that um, it's already a challenging market. And I just think that it's really important that we adapt with the times. Um, and I think for agents that don't adapt to those changes um, might not survive. It's challenging, not just for landlords, but it can be challenging for, for agents as well. Let's, let's not forget. So uh, yeah. With that said, perhaps to, to round off our conversation, um, again, looking to the future, would you say that you're optimistic for the future of the, the industry at large, uh, the lettings industry at large? Um, do you know what? I, I am optimistic. I think predictions seem to vary um, quite significantly. Um, obviously, don't have a crystal ball, so it's it's difficult to say. Um, but I think, you know, there is uh, an ongoing demand for tenants. Uh, so, but I think also there are landlords that are having to sell because of increasing legislations, rent arrears, reduced tax and so on. So there is sadly that proportion of landlords that have had no choice. But um, I just think, as I said, mentioned earlier, if they can weather, weather this storm, ride the wave, then um, then. They should hold on to their investments because I think it looks positive for the future. That's a good note to end on. I, I think it's it's um, it's been a pleasure speaking with you uh, for for our podcast. Right, you too. Thank you. Thank so you thank very you. much. Thank you very much. 